Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sandspence Radio, sounding salty. Yo, this episode is sponsored by Geek Fuel, a monthly subscription service that sends you a box full of $50 worth of geeky nonsense for as little as 14 bucks. Stuff like Dalek cups, Steam games, maybe a sticker of Batman sleeping, you never know. Head to geekfuel.com forward slash sanspants and sign up today. Every box comes with an exclusive t-shirt, so if you don't have a t-shirt, that's pretty handy. Be a bro, head to geekfuel.com forward slash sanspants and for this month only get a special flash item. They ship anywhere in the world, so what are you waiting for? That's geekfuel.com forward slash sanspants. Get your geek on, you nerd. Also, another thing, what? We're doing another live show. If you're around Melbourne on the 18th of Feb, come on down to the Eureka Hotel in Richmond and see your favorite girls and boys tell jokes about Superman or shoes or whatever. Entry is a gold coin donation, doors open at 6.30 and we start talking shit at 7. Not in Melbourne, but still want to be involved? That's cool. Email us at sanspantsradio at gmail.com with any comments or shout-outs, and we'll read them out on stage. Whatever they are. No limits. That's sanspantsradio at gmail.com. Anyway, enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Movie Maintenance, where some TV shows just need fixing. Today, we're looking at Gotham. Gotham. What a fun! Oh. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for yeah. suggesting this. Thank you all for being like, "No, I'll do this, do this episode." It's I don't blame you, fans. I did this to myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's the it's the it's the pain that just doesn't stop giving. No, uh, I, to me, it just seems it's a very rushed sh- rushed show. It just seems very like we have all these ideas that we just want to cram in in about an hour and just see what sticks and hope something does. And then nothing does. It's like, all right, let's dethrone the Penguin at the start of the season. Good. By episode two, he'll be building his way back up. (laughs) Sweet. We're on the way. Let's kidnap kids and resolve it in that half an hour. Mm. Gotham is just, it's what I hate about life and people in general. (laughs) Just everything condensed into this one sorry show (laughs) where it's just wasted potential and disappointment. In that, abundance. That's it. It's 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 the waste of potential. That's the thing that's <laughs> most frustrating. What hurts the most about this show? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> because you, you're watching it, and the first like thirty seconds, or you hear about it, you're like, "This could be good." Yeah. This is like, oh, my expectations are not super high. No. I mean, and they shouldn't be. They shouldn't mm. be that high. But there, there's there's the potential that they could be elevated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just shits on you yeah. from a great height. It's when really you heard good. about it, the show, what did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be like um, Gotham Central. Yeah, like a yeah. hard-boiled detective yeah. crime show that just happened to be set in Gotham, yeah. starring James Gordon, and occasionally you get like little Batman references yeah. here and there. Yeah, for sure. Instead, it's just like shoved down your throat. Like mm. this is this guy. 
Just oh, trash. See, that's that's the thing that annoys me the most is it treats the audience like idiots that have never seen or consumed anything Batman before. So heavy-handed with like in the first episode, like enough of your riddles, Nigma. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but and that's another kind of point. It's who is this for? Because you're right, it's very hand. Like you yeah. haven't seen a Batman thing, it's like your hair is some real obvious dumb shit. But then if you haven't seen a Batman thing, why would you be watching this at all? Yeah, why would you care? It's like that's the Riddler. That's so a good fucking point. what? The Riddler's been in what one film, and it was a terrible film. Yeah. No one cares about the damn Riddler. That's you don't have point. to play it that hard no. because people who would get like an Edward Nigma reference or something, they'd be you know, Batman fans who would not appreciate the way that the show does it. And then people who don't understand it, then what's the point of doing it anyway? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. A, it's, yeah. It's, it's the whole thing with, you know, they, they just, they just screw it up. Like they, they name, you've got characters that are named after things that they'll become. Yeah. Like, so Selena Kyle, they just call her cat. Oh, yeah. so you don't have to do that. I hate Most that people, so if much. they've seen even the latest Christopher Nolan film, mm. know that Selena Kyle is Catwoman. Or Catwoman. even if they've seen the Michelle Pfeiffer one. Catwoman is probably the most famous female character in comic book history. You don't have to. You don't have to do that. We get it. And plus, she opens the the opening of the show. My God, I just remembered it then. (laughs) Of her running on the rooftop, stealing the milk for the cats. It's so heavy. Just in case you were wondering, this chick likes cats. And in case you didn't get it, she, yeah, call yourself cat. That's fine. That's what people do. That's how people speak. Yeah. When I introduce myself, I'm saying, I'm Goose. <laughs> That's me. Uh, call me Aces. No. <laughs> call me Aces Magoo. <laughs> call me Cereal. I love cereal. It's yeah. delicious. So that's my name from now on. I steal milk to feed my cereal. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I, it just seems you could be a weak villain of the week on Gotham. That's <laughs> sort of crime. The wacky kind of crime. I have to deal with. Because like, for those who haven't seen Gotham, like, what, what, how would you even describe how it's laid out? Like, Is it a serial? Is it more of a week-to-week? Well, week? they, they, they don't know. Yeah. When you watch it, you're like, it's, the tone of this show is absurd. It's, it's like they never settled on what they were trying to actually make. Mm. It's like in one hand... They've decided to go full on Batman 66 with it and go very campy and very, you know, jumping around and jovial. And that's fine. That's, I can deal with camp Batman. That's good. Brave and the Bold is all right. But on the other hand, they want to be dark and gritty like the Nolan movies. So they'll have this terrible juxtaposition of one hand having something really like light and bubbly and funny, like the wacky costumes. People in the show don't have outfits. They wear costumes. <laughs> and then they'll juxtapose that with yeah. Penguin stabbing some guy 17 times in the neck. Well, so, and that's where I think the show gets it right. Is yeah. When it does push those boundaries and yeah. it goes in those bits and you go, yeah, great. And then it completely undermines it by having Ben McKenzie come in and say something stupid five minutes later. It's like, yeah, good. Yeah, okay, yeah, sick. this is the show we're watching. Or... I Batman think Ben McKenzie's the problem. With I the really show, like though. the Australian God, and they're like, "Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nah, sick, I'm going to teach you how to fight, son. Let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah, check out the cars on this pride. Chop a reed, yeah, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> they're like cutting off Scarecrow's ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the most like um, the most I appreciated that show was in that scene. I can't even really remember it now, but it's when. Uh, someone's trying to get information and they do this reveal where they pull back and they're holding the wife under the bathtub. Remember that one? That's when I was like, shit, this show actually, when it actually goes for like yeah. the, the crime drama angle, it hits it pretty well. Well, it's, it, that's the episode where Gordon inadvertently goes dirty. Yes. To get this information. And yeah. that's, that's, see, that's what the show should be about. Mm. The show should be about a cop who is at heart a good cop yep. who is in a town that is full of bad cops and he's just trying to 
be a good cop. Yeah. You don't need, you don't need, yeah, great, have a villain in there, you know, do a little tip of the hat and go, this guy could be the penguin one day. In fact, make him a bad guy, keep yep. him there. But don't. Mm. It needs to be about the bad town and these bad people that slowly yeah. chip away at yes. the good man. Yes. Because yeah. eventually he's got to become this kind of, Gordon needs to be that downcast sort of, he's kind of given up and then Batman shows up years later and it's this kind of See, that's fire my, that lights him, you know? I've probably already said this once in the podcast already, but I'll say it again. That's my least favorite part of the show is that this Gotham will never need a Batman. No. It has Gordon. Gordon like shoots. <laughs> yeah, I think in the final he shoots like five cops, uh, five cops, five criminals in quick succession, mm. outgunned. At, like uh, he think he starts it unarmed even. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, he's like he's such a superhero. This yeah, as he's soon cleaning as the streets on his own. It's to fine. Him, he's like I'm Gordon's super cop. Yeah, like he's just he's right off the bat. It's just like I'm so good, and you're like I I just don't like you because yeah. it's just he's so good. And it, but it'd be okay if he was so good, and then like just. Just slowly worn down, so that the moment when he goes, yeah, I'm going to have to hold your mm. wife in a bathtub, you go right. He's prepared to get his hands dirty, which is, and and even so, even even things like um, the introduction of Harvey Dent. Like you could do that. You could have non two faced Harvey yeah. Dent. That'd be great. The problem is they just straight away go, oh, this guy's going to be a psycho later. Yeah, yeah. Harvey Dent yeah. needs to be a good guy from the get go. Yeah, you know, which is what yeah, they get right in the film. But it's, it's like you said before, they rush everything. I think the first time we meet Harvey Dent, within that first scene, he's screaming like a lunatic. You're like, Correct. oh, this what he's going to be. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about just, absolute justice and all this. But stuff. Yeah. they're so terrified of doing something new as well because they they bring in they have that whole scarecrow arc mm-hmm. with like young Jonathan Crane and his yeah. dad. But his dad is just Scarecrow again. There's nothing new. He's still, still, it's all the same. Yeah, I, I, when I first started watching this, my initial kind of point was, why a prequel? Just in <laughs> big bold. Um, and then when we're shown <laughs> the muggers killing uh, uh, Bruce and uh, sorry, Bruce Wayne's parents, yeah. it's like, why did he kill him? Why? It's not really shown that well in, in the opening thing. It's kind of like, okay, good, that's great. Then we're shown Catwoman's good. Like, I hate you straight off the bat. Oh, you are God. terrible. My reaction to that was more like, why do I have to watch Bruce Wayne's parents get mm. killed again? Yeah. Like, geez. I actually don't mind that. I'll watch that every really? time. I don't, every time. I don't mind it done well, Plus but the kid this wasn't done well. Did great. well. Yeah. The kid did well. The kid's mm. actually okay. See, that's probably the finest thing in the, the show. The problem is he shouldn't be in the show. No. Yes, yeah, absolutely. He like, shouldn't be there, but he's good when he's, but, he's yeah, good. He's actually all right. Bruce could be Wayne worse. is there crying like a little bitch, and fair enough. Yeah. His parents got shot in front of him. He is, in fact, at this I, point in time, a little bitch. I get it. I get it. But I don't want to see future Batman crying like a little bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I get that that happened, but I don't want to see that because that is going to be Batman, who we know is stoic and very, very serious person. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to see that formative years. When, that show, when the show started, did they plan to use him that much? When the show was first conceived, it was always going to be a very minimal, <laughs> minimal involvement of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And they had mm. cast him, but that was going to be like just, just here and there. And that's good. That's fine. That's what I wanted. Because it's part of the world. Yeah. Yep. Mm. You can't. Everyone's going to be like, where's Batman? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah fine, look, yeah, good. But then apparently Fox says, hey, no, we need more of this. <laughs> give, us, give us young Bruce Wayne, who is a 10-year-old kid who acts like he's 45. Mm-hmm. Which in that Haley Joel Osment kind of way it works, but yeah, it's yeah, strange. Yeah, they always you know like burning himself on the on the candle. But of like, course, that works, I that guess. And then great help. start, but then as time yeah. goes on, they still butcher his character like they do almost everyone's almost character everyone. because oh, that's good. Again, the thing I hated most about the show is that Bruce Wayne in this world is a murderer. He yeah. can he can be tried and convicted as at least an accomplice. Mm. Correct. I don't get why they thought that was fine. <laughs> Because mm. that, well, that's the thing is they've they've broken the golden rule of Batman before he's even become Batman, yeah. which is 
I don't kill. Which is why you have something really interesting if you have a Gordon who is occasionally going to kill people. He's, that's why you need Batman is because mm. the only moral upstanding guy mm. in Gotham failed and had to resort to doing... Dirty shit. Dirty shit. And it's this... It's not even like it's not even like a Man of Steel thing where it's like people the city's gonna die if you don't kill Zod, so you have to commit yeah, murder yeah, yeah. for the first time. It's just some junkie just get pushed just out a of a junkie. window. Oh, well done, Bruce. And to me, it just seemed there was some interesting little little threads that they could follow there. It's like okay, you got you know finding Bruce ki- like Bruce's parents killers and like that's or kill and that's cool. That was like a good overarching plot for the first season, or it could have been you know the overarching plot for a a couple of seasons to be always in the background there. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's a nice thing to link everything. Um, you know, you've got Gordon coming in and he's like, a, I mentioned being a war hero. I mean, mm. that's cool. Like, play that up. Play, play, yeah, play that up. Go a bit closer to you want. Yeah, like him being from the Give military. PTSD. How cool would that be? <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> Give him something. Because, like, instead of a shit girlfriend, that would just be... Well, yeah. Oh, man. boy. <laughs> Oh boy, Barbara! You know, and and you've got all this kind of stuff, and then when Gordon is having a fight, he's like, he's good. I don't want that. I don't want Gordon being good at a lot of stuff. Like he comes in very, very, almost very perfect. Like, he's got yeah. no flaws, and that, that's never any good for your protagonist, particularly a protagonist who's meant to carry a whole series, like a television mm. show. You don't want someone that sort of perfect. And being a, a protagonist in Gotham City, yeah. yeah. You want him very flawed, and even Bruce, you kind of like he's a very bloodthirsty kid straight straight off the bat. And I get it, like he's like, Yeah, I want revenge, but he doesn't really learn that maybe he shouldn't get revenge, maybe you need to get justice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alfred's really enabling this. him, like, yeah, yeah, he, he is. really does. Yeah, all right, this is how you beat everyone to a pulp. See, but Plus, I don't mind that Alfred, that's fine, oh, that's I actually good. I like this Alfred, this really, Alfred's really badass Alfred is better than you know, I'm going to make you some tea. Oh. <laughs> In the Batmobile, <laughs> you know, it's good having like, like, yeah, mean I, Alfred. I do quite like having like rude Cockney Alfred with all the sass and like, Bruce, you fucking muppet. Yeah, <laughs> that, that would be if, if this show was rated like R, it'd be so good. Just, just <laughs> Alfred calling Bruce a fucking muppet. <laughs> if it's rated R and probably thirty minutes, yeah, good. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah the Ugh. the problem with the show, it's all the ideas are there. But it's a fail of execution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like at some point, it's like, is this a procedural? Because it should be. And then it's like, no, it's not. Like, oh, okay. I thought it's we were something. Okay, that's good. Oh, yeah. Well, no, it's not a serial either. Mm. Also, we're going to go and delve into the crime world. Fantastic. We're going to focus on Fish Mooney. Who? Whoa. Why? I don't know. What want is this. a Fish Mooney? No, that's and gross. What, uh, yeah, and I've seen Fish Mooney. My answer still, my question, still, what is a Fish Mooney? <laughs> I, do I don't not, understand. I do not understand. Well, Ben McKenzie came out uh, recently in like an interview and said the problem with season one was that we went episode, like villain of the week type thing, where he thinks the show became stronger when they started to stretch the arcs out to you know two or three episodes or whatever yeah, it was. W- I don't have a really a problem with Villain of the Week so much if they were good Villains of the Week. But that, yeah, like episode two of this show was Balloon Man, and it's like, that yeah. doesn't make me want to tune in for the next episode. We were talking about Balloon Man was amazing. <coughs> oh, yeah. They like people to wear the balloons and send them into the sky. <laughs> oh, yeah. And got away with it, and was played by a really bad comedian that I've seen in other things. So. <laughs> it was, um, <laughs> like episode three, they have this, uh, mm. this actor, he's like, Got this sort of switchblade type thing, mm-hmm. sort of like a preview of Penguin's umbrella with the shot. It's like, hey, it's got this weapon, and we don't know. It's a switchblade. <laughs> Switchblades exist. They've been like <laughs> they're sixty years old. What, what's the problem? Yeah, in that same episode, you had that really corrupt cop who was the hero, like a hero, <laughs> but then like he gets killed by the balloon man like, straight away. Yeah, yeah. and then you kind of like, you you know, you mentioned like, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's like really well known around the Gotham PD, but he's a bit corrupt. 
And you're like, this he's could a great be antagonist a- if you keep him in that shot. Yeah. yeah, he would have been very nice, but no, he's up on like the yeah. stratosphere, just floating around. Yeah, it sounds like Flash to me. Yeah. But no, let's yeah. just bring Flash yeah. in for two episodes and have him be creepy with the weirdest haircut I've ever seen. <laughs> well, is so is the thing also because the rights to Batman mm. are with Warner Brothers. Yeah, right? and this show's made by Fox. So is the potential that maybe they have to skirt around naming issues? But they obviously don't. Because they have all the other characters. Because they have yeah. all the other characters. So obviously there's an agreement there. Yeah. I mean, they've got the Joker. And oh. I think in season two, I haven't seen season two because I watched season one. I thought, I've punished myself enough. Well, the, the I don't deserve in that this. one episode in season one. He comes back. Yeah, he's coming back. It has an arc. Yeah. Or he's already back. Yeah, he's mm. back. Yeah. He's done like, they go, they dive into that full See, I, I thought they were going to be really clever in that there's a moment in episode one that made me want to watch episode two, which was they... After you push all the other nonsense aside there's still some nice moments between Gordon and Bullock there's some cool alright I might want to see these guys develop Alfred's a bit of a badass okay mm-hmm. and there's a moment where they're in Mooney's club and there's a stand up comedian doing the oh, stand up yeah, 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 and he yeah, can't get the jokes joke, out yeah. and then someone gets shot in front of him and he's just like it's like come back tomorrow and you'll do your set I'm like that'd be really cool if they just left it at that and that guy becomes the Joker Yeah, that would be awesome but instead they go let's have a psychopathic child who lives in the circus? Yeah. <laughs> Who killed his mum? Yeah. <sighs> really interesting how they the first Joker of Gotham comes from the same place that Dick Grayson's parents do. Mm, yeah. <laughs> they're like, we need a circus. Oh, there's only one circus in Gotham. Damn right. Isn't that the episode where like Gordon follows a snake to solve a crime or something? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the same one. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the whole thing is that there's the feud between the two. The, the flying Graysons and... Oh, yeah. Who would become Robin's mum. Yeah. Oh, this is amazing. Also, one of the question is, when is it set? I, oh, it's is a, it, is I like it 80s? Is it the 80s? Is it the 40s? Is it now? I, I like mobile that. Phones. I have mobile phones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Good mobile really? phones. Yeah. Oh, but then so also, it? people okay. give a shit about newspapers. It's odd. It's I, very odd. I kind of like that aesthetic they made for Gotham, that it's a city out of time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, where they oh, still the have like all this old, glorious old beautiful. gothic sort of stuff, yeah. and then you know it's still modern day. Yeah, like it looks nice. It, like, mm. The one thing I will, will, will say they've done right is the, the aesthetic of Gotham. It looks like a real lived-in shithole, and that's yeah. what you want Gotham yeah. to be—a lived-in yeah. shithole. Uh, and also the, um, the relationship between Gordon and Bullock, I think, was really nice. Yeah, there it's, are, yeah. it's a nice. You know, I would have liked more, like of yeah. that, you know. I would have liked an episode where Bullock like sells him up the river like for real yeah. <laughs> and then they kind of have to like work their way back together but I think you just don't get enough of I, I think the problem is that the script writers when they're writing Bullock's dialogue are just like make him say something funny mm. okay, no okay here's, here's the show's inherent problem we meet Gordon he has an argument with Bullock and instead of the argument being like fuck you I think you're a dirty cop or you're a shit cop he calls him a laxadaisical cynic. <laughs> mm. he, he just uses the word laxadaisical. Writing. Writing. Yeah. Come on, guys. No one in the world uses the word laxadaisical unless we're in like a Shakespearean... Yeah. Donald Logue, I think, gets the worst <sighs> treatment by the writers. And he's oh. a good enough actor that he's he a, kind of almost sells it. He's as great as, great as the Harvey Bullock as we could hope for. Like yeah, The casting, yeah. I think, of the show, by and large, is pretty on point. Yeah. And Donald Logue's a good one. I think... Um, I think W. L. Brown might be his name. Who's in Deadwood? He was in, he was oh, in everything. Yeah, yeah. He's like this big. He was in season two of True Detective as like a Tavi Bullock type alcoholic sleazy <laughs> cop. He would have made a great Bullock as well. But there are glimmers of hope in like Bullock and the Bullock and Gordon's relationship. Like in one of the earlier episodes, there's this moment which I really generally liked a lot, where Gordon's yelling after a, a suspect that's fleeing. Like where are they going? Where who's done this? Where? 
And Harvey's like, what's altruism? Because the suspect mentioned it, and ha- the concept of charity is so far removed <laughs> from Harvey, he just doesn't, under- he just hasn't come across it. Yeah. It's yeah. Even, isn't it that great? But it's those bad buddy cop moments, like yeah. when you're chasing other suspects, and Gordon starts running, and Bullock shoots a guy in the leg. Yeah, like yeah, just yeah. the differences That stuff's the really solid with them, and it's, it's, the show hints at it, and then they never really deliver it. You know, I think it's episode five, it's pretty early on. <clears throat> it's that Spirit of the Goat episode. Yeah, it's like Bullock case from his past or whatever, and it's the first time you see him as like a you know competent detective, and it's like this guy's good. And then the show, then I think the very next week it went back to wacky comic book. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, I think just tonally it it needs just to make a decision. Yeah, I think a lot of things where there's, there's a whole problem with Gotham is just like they they need someone to make a decision, and they stick to it. Kind of like you know when every every sort of show has like a show bible where it's like this is what we're doing. Yeah, I don't think it has one of them. I think yeah, it it's feels just very gone, much like a show that. Um, what, what do you want to do this week? Oh. <laughs> There's like a new writer that hasn't worked on the show before, and they just bring him in every week. Yeah. And it's like he knows nothing about and it. And so he's it's like, so I've got an idea. It's finding its feet with balloons. As it goes. They're like, good. <laughs> Classic. <Let's do> that. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how it could have gone so wrong because it's got, clearly got all the money in the yeah. world. It's coming from Bruno Helio, who's a fantastic showrunner. He did Rome back in the day, which is an See, amazing that's staggering show. staggering that the guy that did Rome is now is doing this show. It's it makes no sense at I all. I can't. Like I could, didn't believe it. Yeah. I saw the name. I was like, no, no, it must be a different Bruno. <laughs> yeah, hmm. that other Bruno. Yeah, Mars. It must be Bruno Mars. Bruno yeah, Mars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's great at this. So I, I think there's a lot of potential. That's the problem with this show is because there is so much potential to go with this, particularly of like a, a Batman without Batman TV series. So Tom, you've got some ideas on how to make this a better show. I've got a full-on different show. A different, which is, show. I think is more the show that everyone was expecting. We've talked about it a lot already. It's, it's the show the city needs, not the mm. one it deserves right yeah. now. So <laughs> we don't, we didn't deserve what we got. <laughs> what, what crime what did we, did we what commit did we do to earn to this punishment? This so I've still like I've tried to work in like sort of the framework of the show. So a lot of the ideas are still the same, but done in a different way. Mm. Less, uh, at least I feel a more reasonable way. The mm-hmm. way that we expected, the way that maybe, hopefully, we wanted. Mm-hmm. So, we start on the police side of things. And like in Gotham, we open with the murder of Thomas and Martha Wayne. It's a good point. Everyone knows. Everyone recognizes it. It's fine. Yeah. And we get, like in the show, Jim Gordon starts his career in Gotham PD's major crime unit, getting partnered <coughs> with Harvey Bullock to catch the murderer of the Waynes. Now, Jim is, seems naive, and Bullock seems very apathetic, and really disinterested in having this rookie as his partner and really disinterested in just solving this case at all. Jim talks with a young Bruce Wayne and tells him that he'll find who killed this. He'll promise his young Bruce Wayne, I've got this, this will happen. And Bullock's like, you're an idiot. This isn't going to end well. Don't make promises you can't keep. So immediately, Harvey apathetic, Jim naive. But Jim ain't the rookie he appears to be. And Bullock's pigheadedness isn't the only obstacle he'll have to face in solving this crime. Because Jim is working for a different organization within the Gotham PD. He's part of Internal Affairs under Captain Montoya. He's been sent into major crimes to sort of weed out corruption. To find and take down guys like Bullock and Flass and Brandon and maybe Loeb. They think now Lieutenant Loeb might be a bit dirty. They're not sure. And his Captain Montoya tells him, keep your focus. IA first, crime second. Get the dirt, bring him down. That's all you're here for. But Gordon, in his honourable way, wants to do both. He wants to get rid of crime and get rid of corruption. He wants to be the hero cop. He wants to be the cop that this, hero, that this city deserves. But everyone's telling him from the jump, this is not possible. You can't do both. Still, he's going to try. So he and Harv go to work, 
work a couple of cases, the Wayne case goes cold pretty quickly. No one's really saw anything, and he chases a few leads. Maybe it's something to do with Thomas Wayne's company. Maybe someone put a hit out on them, something like that. So just not going to have like Catwoman just watch this from afar. No, not going to have. No, good. No Catwoman. That was a, that was at a good all. plot point, though. Good. I mean, yeah. solid a child. Yeah. Witnessing that. Cry. <laughs> so See fun. everything. So they go to work, case of the week sort of stuff for a little bit, and this is where you drop in the names. So you'd have like a drug ring at a university and you meet a young doctoral candidate named Hugo Strange or you homeless man gets murdered and you meet a young deacon Blackfire or you meet some meth head cook named Waylon Jones it's small stuff like that he can be like scratching at his arm and like yeah he's a meth head but we know he's getting fucking scales <laughs> <laughs> and as time progresses Bullock warms to Gordon a little bit and becomes a, like a better cop when he's working with Gordon he's Got more flair, he's on the ball a little bit more. He starts springing in cases, and he likes it. This is something he hasn't done for a while. For the first time in a long time, he's feeling hope. And this is quite annoyance to Detective Flass, Bullock's best friend and once former partner, who's also in the And hasn't been crimes. dragged off by balloons at this point. Nope. No, good. Nope. Good, good. Both feet firmly on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> now, Flass thinks Gordon is too clean, a little bit too... A little bit too, you know, clean around the edges. Yeah. Too soft for this world. Tells, tells Harvey, listen, ditch him when you get the chance. Leave him behind. Don't. This rookie ain't worth it. And Harvey's sort of like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. Ooh. So, some more time passes and Bullock and Flass and Brandon are going on a raid. Quote, unquote, raid. And Gordon's like, hey, can, well, if it's a raid, you need backup. I'll come. He's like, no, no stay here. You're not coming. And then, come on, man, take me with you. All right, Flask, can he... No, no, you stay. So Gordon knows something's up with these raids. And he goes to Montoya and says, okay, they're, they're up to something. I don't know what, but I think this could be it. Montoya's like, fantastic, do whatever you need to to get into this inner circle. Get on one of these raids and we're home mm. free and your job's done. So Gordon now has to compromise his morals a little bit so he can get in with the badder crowd within major crimes. But he can't really afford to do that because he goes against everything he's been saying yeah, all season. Yeah. He wants he's to be the good deep. cop. Yeah, he yeah, has yeah. to be the clean guy. But as everyone's been telling him, he can't have it both ways. He can't be a clean, effective cop in a town like this. And right about this time, he gets a visit from young Bruce Wayne, wanting to know, how's the case going? How's my parents? He's like, <laughs> what happened to my papa and my like, mama? Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I forgot all about you. Oh, God. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm working this thing, I'm working this thing, but nothing's really coming. And Bruce Wayne's like, oh, I have confidence you'll do the right thing and find my parents and you'll, you'll do right by me. And Gordon's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so he does, like he does in the first episode of the real show, he sort of fakes it. Mm, yeah. Tricks Bullock and be like, hey, I didn't actually, you know, he appears dirty, but isn't. He hasn't compromised his morals, but still looks like he has. Mm. So he pretends, convinces Bullock that he's the guy, and Bullock in turn convinces Flass that Gordon's legit. He mm. can bring him on. And it's this point where Bullock tells Gordon a little bit about, you know, let him know what happens on the raids, that it's the only real way in this town to get justice because the courts are fucked. They're so slow, and they just get out again yeah, and again and yeah. again. So the way we do things, it's permanent. It's right. And who cares if we get a little bit rich on the side? That's fine. Why don't we get that? It's an unintended you know? consequence. What? Yeah, it's all good. And Jim, of course, argues this. And Bullock almost agrees, but he thinks he's too far <coughs> gone to change. Mm. So, raid time. Gordon goes along on the raid and... Can't read my own writing. 
<laughs> yeah. Goes on a raid on a crack house. That's what that word is. Crack house. <laughs> Good old crack house Good old crack raid. House. I know. Gotham will be littered with them. Littered. So that's, that's just like a spin-off series. Like Gotham, crack house raid. <laughs> like a reality TV Yeah, show. like cops. <laughs> like cops. Yeah, yeah like yeah. Law and Order. They're going to have all these spin-off versions of yeah. Gotham. Goes on the raid. Bullock, Flass, Brandon, yeah, all there. Yeah. Flass, really not happy that Gordon's here. Really doesn't like it. And decides to show him this by killing one of the meth heads right in front of him. He's splattered with blood. Gordon's petrified. So you just seen a guy get... Mm. Melon explodes. Yeah. Bullock, who's in a different room at the time, runs in thinking that maybe Flash has just gunned down Gordon. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't, thank fucking God. Yeah. But it was enough to, like, <clears throat> get his yeah. heart racing and, like, show that he cares about Gordon, too. Oh, that's kind of sweet. There's the heart. Yeah, I was going to say, there you go. <laughs> but Gordon, by Flash and doing this and trying to mm. intimidate Gordon, has, of course, incriminated himself. Gordon has him. Mm. He can bring it all down. But if he acts now, Harvey goes, too. He can't, he just can't bring himself to do that with Harvey. He goes to Montoya and says, I want to wait a little while. I got to protect Harvey. And Montoya's like, no, fuck him. <laughs> All of them, go. It doesn't matter, Gordon. This isn't your job. You're IA. You're not murder police. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, oh. he's torn. So eventually, he, because he really believes that Harvey is a good cop. He's seen that. He's seen that spark in him. He believes he can come back and, you know, be an effective <laughs> cop and help, help Gotham get back to the light. So he comes clean to Bullock about everything, about IA, about faking the corruption, like every single thing. Bullock, of course, is furious, fuming. He's betrayed and angry, so damn angry. He nearly kills Gordon then and there. But now he's faced with a difficult choice because Gordon can protect him. If you Mm -hmm. turn witness, you won't go down. You'll be a hero. You'll help combat corruption in Gotham PD. Mm -hmm. You can help Gotham PD get back on its feet. And Harvey, hopeful Harvey, is like... Maybe I should. But on the other hand, Flass and Brandon, these are the guys he came up with. He's known them yeah. for a decade. These are his friends. He willingly went along with them. Mm. So he has to turn on his friends to do the right thing. He agonizes over this for a little bit, but ultimately agrees with Gordon, turns a witness. Flass goes down. Brandon goes down. Lieutenant Loeb doesn't go down because Lieutenant Loeb apparently is clean. That's mm. fine. How nice. That's <laughs> nice. Oh, there's a good cop in Gotham. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Moving on to that point, now we've got Gordon... Finished his job. All right, great. Go and come back to IA. Your job is like, fuck you. I'm staying here. I'm doing. I'm fighting the good fight. I'm doing the right thing. Gordon stays in major crimes with Harvey as his partner, and Harvey now feels very guilty about what he's done, but also, again, feels hopeful that there's change coming. That he maybe for mm-hmm. the first time in a long time has done the right thing. Okay. To wrap it all up on the cop side of things, he Gordon gets a tip about Joe Chill. Finds him. Arrests him, goes to young Master Bruce and says, we got the guy. Just some mugger. And Bruce is, doesn't understand. He doesn't get it. The young child Bruce was expecting something bigger. The corruption and the, like the hit and the multi-millions of dollars. But mm. sorry, sorry, young Bruce, that's just not how it works. Crime doesn't care if you're rich, doesn't care if you're poor. It's violent and it's hateful. And the bullet finds everyone the same way. So I'm sorry, Bruce. That's just Gotham. At least that's just half of Gotham. Because that's only... The cop side of things. Because where would Gotham be without its rogues? That's true. true. So, back to the start of the season. We open in the Falcone Crime Syndicate. There's a little meeting taking place, and a young, short, ugly, fat thug named Oswald Copplepot is running his mouth about the murders of the Waynes. How he's glad they're dead. How they ruined his family. How he's sad he didn't get to them first. Yada, 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 yada. And Falcone tells him, shut the fuck up, you little maggot. (laughs) Waynes were good to this city. They could help. And you just, I'm sick of you. I'm sick of the side of you. Just get out of my sight. And, Fal- 
And Penguin waddles off and he's angry. <laughs> he's a very violent man who once, of course, was wealthy. His family were once, of course, mm-hmm. one of Gotham's elite and the Waynes did run them out of business. So he wants to return to that. He wants the money. He wants the standing. Mm-hmm. But instead, he's a shit hill at the bottom of some crime organization. And it would be fine if he wasn't just so damn violent. Mm. So he goes in a bit of a tur just to, you know, get de-stress. Beats just up a couple. Bit of casual knifing. Bit of, knifing. Bit of the old Hungry. ultraviolence. Wants yeah, calm me down. Wants yeah. a sandwich. Yeah. Goes on like and starts. He's like a stress ball, but he's just knifed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's yeah, a stress I'm, ball. I'm feeling good. Uh. It's a stress ball, but it's another guy's heart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. So he starts doing fairly gentle but violent hits on the Moroni crime family, the opposite family in Gotham, who yep. Falcone has mm-hmm. a truce with, tentative truce. Goes and beats up some people and starts butting heads and you know, all that sort of stuff. This leads into meeting a member of Moroni's gang, a young, handsome guy named Roman Sionis. So much better already. <laughs> <laughs> now, Roman is born into this world. He's bred for it. He's a career criminal. His dad is one of old man Sal Moroni's capos. Mm. He's a captain as an underboss. He's a high standing. And for Roman's entire life, he's heard about how maybe if things went a little differently, if maybe his dad had a bit more balls and a bit more ambition and a bit, was a bit tougher, a bit quicker, a bit smarter, he could have been running the show. Gotham could have been a Sionis operation instead of a Moroni operation. Mm. And he's been, that's been eating away at him his entire life. Like, Your dad could have been somebody. Yeah. Really been, been somebody. Yeah, okay, yeah, I like it. And Roman obviously wants to fulfill his father's, father's legacy. He wants to go to the top, and he likes Penguin. They're similar. They both don't like their respective dons. They both get ambition. So he says, okay, you and me, let's work together. Keep it on the down low, and we can get something really good going before anyone's wise. Penguin agrees, and so begins the Sionis Copperpot Alliance, under the noses of Falcone and Moroni. And they start small, stealing a little bit from both sides, and when someone notices it, they say, oh, the other guys took it. Oh, no, the other guys took it. It's not us. It's not from within. Mm. And they get bolder and bolder, and they grow better. And Roman grows more cunning and better at plotting and planning. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Whereas Cobblepot, of course, great with muscle, great with making money quick. They're doing great for a while. A few close calls, but they get away scot-free. 
And eventually, Roman wants to bring his dad in. Because he's an old man, he's got respect. Put him as the head of our little outfit and then people know we really mean business. So he goes to his father and tells him what they've been up to and where all the money's been going and what he's done. He's like, aren't you proud of me now, dad? And his dad is livid. His dad is so fucking mad at Roman. How could you do this? I didn't raise you like this. This is so disrespectful. He's like, you don't want to know why I'm not the guy, why I'm not in Sal Maroney's position? Because I could have been. I was ready. I had my finger on the button and I was ready to push it. I didn't know if I should. I was torn. So I meditated on it. I thought about it for fucking months. Went to church, prayed to God. And you know what God showed me? I got a sign in the form of a phone call from the hospital. Sir, your wife has died in childbirth. Your child has made it. I knew I couldn't be the guy. So I put all my effort, all my love into you. And then you pull this shit. You've fucked us majorly. You can't stay here. Get the fuck out of Gotham. And I'll try and smooth things over LaSalle. Roman is frustrated. His whole life, all this... All of his father's failure, and now it's apparently all his fault. And he's tasted success now. It just, he lashes out, and without really meaning to, accidentally kills his dad. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, the dead, dead sound effects. It's yeah. good. Oh, no. <laughs> so now Roman's freaking out. He's distraught. He clearly loved his dad. He didn't mean to do this, so he calls the only friend he has, Penguin. You gotta help me with this. And Penguin's like, no, no, it's good. It's good. We'll pin this on Falcone. We're in a strong enough position now. Moroni will have to retaliate. And when he does, you and I just pull back and let them tear each other apart. We can, we can run this now. This is good. You've done a good thing. So they do. They inform Sal. Sal's, oh, don't worry, the kid. We'll take care of this. They go to war. And, of course, Falcone has to retaliate. So they go to war. But half their muscle is now in the pocket of Cobblepot and Sionis. So half the muscle just backs out. And the rest of the muscle just beat each other to bloody pulps. And now all of a sudden, out of fucking nowhere, according to Moroni and Falcone, Oldsworld Cobblepot and Roman Sionis are now the two biggest crime lords in Gotham. They're running the shit. But Penguin, as I said, is a vindictive little bastard. Yep. Doesn't like sharing. Never, never was planning on it, really. <laughs> Wants to get Roman out of this business. So he tries to kill him and it fails and he realizes something. Roman's way too popular. Just them off. If I just kill him, half my guys are going to leave, and I'll be fucked. I can't kill him. I have to break him. I have to break him in the eyes of the guys and then get rid of him. Mm -hmm. So Penguin rats him out. Roman Sionis killed his dad. Here's the evidence. Here's the murder weapon. Here's where the body is. Arrest Roman. Roman gets taken down by Gotham PD, and Penguin loses some troopers with this revelation, but not too many. So at the end of this, Penguin finally has ascended back up to the a very high place in the underworld. Going forward, he's going to have to contend with both Moroni and Falcone wanting his blood. And whereas poor Roman Sionis gets arrested, goes to court under the guise of his lawyers, he says, all right, I'll plead insanity. And he does, and then he gets committed to the newly reopened Arkham Asylum, <laughs> where he will spend season two. <laughs> Wait for the duration of a single season. <laughs> yeah. I've got a little bit of season two ready as well. <laughs> yeah, because I think... And though, and though in the in the show, in the current show, because again, I think I stopped before the end of season one because it's like I just yeah. couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And yeah, right. Like they they mentioned stuff like Arkham Asylum. Because what's happening in, in Arkham in the show? They just they reopen it in the show, and then Gordon's a cop there for, for one episode. Yeah, yeah for some yeah. dumb reason. Going after a psychotic nurse because oh, he gets in trouble, right? And yeah. they go, "You're going to Arkham." And he's like a security guard at Arkham. Yeah, he I, he yeah. accuses the mayor 
of corruption and he yeah. doesn't have well the evidence that he thought he has disappears mm. and Lieutenant Loeb's like well I've got to I've got to put you, you've got to I'm not kicking mm. you out of the police force but you're out of major crimes yeah. and he becomes a security guard at, <clears throat> at Arkham which is basically Falcone pulling strings to put him in which there. I, th- I thought was kind of cool. I'm like alright that's at least they're doing something he's going somewhere and then one episode later he's back yeah, yeah, and like that's the, the problem is that they don't commit to any of the shit that they do. Yeah. They go, oh, what we'll do is we'll send this guy into jail, mm. and two episodes later he's out of jail and he's killed eight people again. Yeah. What a chance! <laughs> so like with this one, it would be like a shorter <coughs> season, like thirteen episodes, something like that, mm, yeah. and you can't afford not to commit to stuff in that time frame. You have to be constant mm. and consistent. Mm. You have to stay on track. Yeah, I, I really like it already. It's a it's a much better, tighter uh, show. I guess the question kind of is. I like because it it's, it's a cop show. It's a really nice. It's a nice show. Like it's it's how does it relate tight that much into Batman? It kind of comes in that same sort of problem that even this show, sort of the current show we have, faces, which like it's who's the audience kind of thing. Because there's some really cool nods to, you know, Batman fans and and the Batman lore, but it's kind of doesn't sort of go all in. And I don't think it needs to. But then it's like, why even make this show? Which I guess is a problem of the show anyway. Yeah, well, this is this is sort of myth. I this this idea that superhero films now they're all so serious and all that. Yeah. Maybe for a little brief period of time in two thousand and eight with Dark Knight and Iron Man, it was true, but it's really not. Most mm. superhero films are still quite fun, of course, flimsy. But if there was ever ever a superhero property that you could take reasonably seriously and with a straight face, it's Gotham before yeah. Batman. Yeah, and I, I guess like, I I like it because it is that sort of police drama and it is a buddy cop and we're also going into the underbelly and that's very cool stuff and it is that it is rife for um you know information there that we could really like you know pull threads with yeah. and it's this kind of thing of you'd have to sell this as you know fuck batman we're doing gotham and and i think that's sort of what you'd need to sort of really be pushing particularly if you're marketing it i know i know that's so we don't really mentioned marketing but um that's definitely something you'd have to really look at who the audience is I mean even still even without Batman you've still got Penguin yeah and Penguin's super popular everyone knows Penguin that's true and Gordon is you know he's been in a bunch of films at this point Gary Oldman played him in yeah, the big yeah, one yeah, so true, people true, are going to recognise it I think it'll be fine Gotham Gotham name alone is it's a good selling point if you open if you open with the killing of the Waynes <laughs> yeah, straight away everyone goes alright cool yeah we're on board this is Batman before Batman yeah yes. that, that grounds doesn't it alright we know where we are yeah, yeah. yeah. seeing that world and like going forward from that point where I left it in the yeah. show, like that is the closest thing I'd give the police to a win. They mm. have to end every season sort of like in sort front. of shittily. Yeah, yeah you like, almost want it to be like each, as each season progresses, it becomes worse and worse yeah, and worse and worse. And Gotham worse. will eventually have to need a Batman because you're right. No, oh, I just didn't even really think. But you're right. This whole Gotham, they can't win. These things to they need to end with them fucking up. Hmm. Just, Hugely, so that they need a Batman. Even when they have a win, they have to lose. So, like for a future storyline, I wanted to do Victor Zaz, like yeah. in the right way, not the way they did in the show, which pissed me off to no end. Mm. Because, like, what like alopecia guy with knives? Oh God! Because <laughs> again, Cause Victor Zaz is a cool killer. character. He's but, himself. Yeah. Yeah. Every time he he's a cool character. He's violent and vicious, but as a Batman rogue, he's kind of weak because Batman dismantles him easily every time. Yeah, he's the perfect villain for cops. Perfect villain yeah. for cops. You can take him seriously, and yeah. he's dangerous. And you could do like a whole season of like Seven esque them hunting Zaz, and they catch him at the end. And they're all happy. And then Gordon's like, "Hey, we know Zaz cuts himself. He's got eight marks on his body. We've got twelve bodies." Four of these bodies aren't Zaz. 
Mm. Come on. And Harvey's like, nah, forget about it. It's Chinatown. Leave it. (laughs) (laughs) And then Gordon does some more digging and notices that, you know, these murders took place in holidays. That's interesting. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Zaz is like season two of my pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's it's like finding what what they've tried to do with the shitty balloon man Mm. is they've tried to find Batman villains that, that cops can take down. But that's uh, really that's a bad one. That's uh, they just they just fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> to put it bluntly. Mm. Although, look, I, d- I did find there was a disturbing lack of fish movie. Uh, yeah, in the I was wondering where's fish. Yeah, where's fish? I mean, I can't get over that they made a character purely for the pun that penguin ate fish. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insane. Also, I'm, I'm finding it hard that you've you've got like storylines that go for an actual whole arc that have been wrapped up in like. Yeah, that's not Gotham. Like so we can't Sorry. be doing that. Where's Barbara? What's she doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, I is she something. still sometimes a lesbian? Sometimes is... a lesbian, but always crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh, and do we uh-huh. still have that oh, scene God. where Barbara's trying on outfits and young Catwoman, young Poison Ivy giving her like style tips? Because we yep. need that. Yeah. We yeah, we, oh, yeah. I, can I say, we didn't touch on, yeah. possibly for my mind anyway, and this could just be angry old man rant. <laughs> Why on earth did they just decide... Oh fuck it! We'll just rename Poison Ivy's character. We'll just call her Ivy Peppers. <laughs> it's not a name. She's sounds got like a name that kind of sounds, sounds like a really nice dish. <laughs> Ivy Peppers. I have three of the Ivy Peppers, please. Thank you. Yeah, yes. wait, delicious. She, she's okay. We've seen her. She's got red hair. She likes plants, and she's a little bit weird. That's. I feel like that's enough information. People will get it. Right. People will get it. Also, her like her name going on from the canon, Pamela Isley. You can. It sounds like Poison Ivy. Pamela Isley just sounds like it could be just a couple of letters rearranged. Nah. That just shit me to no end. Delicious. (laughs) I thought it was a nickname at first, Mm. and then after all, everyone kept calling her Ivy, and then there was an episode where she got taken in by the cops Mm. or human services. And they were like, oh yeah, Ivy Peppers. And I was like, that is not her name. Like, surely... (laughs) Surely they haven't just gone, I will rename her so that people know. It's like, yeah, this isn't Harvey Dent, this is Harvey Two-Face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Harvey Double-Face. Yeah, I also found that with, even with like Catwoman. It's like, call me Cat. No, good, sure, all right, yeah, all right. What's your name, Bruce? No, Bat, uh, actually. <laughs> call, me, call me the Bat. Call me Bat. Call me Bat Boy. Uh, oh, I don't like the ring of that. I'll no, have to work on that. Not at all. When you're 18, we'll change it. Yeah. <laughs> so with this, like, people can still call him Penguin, because Penguin's a fine nickname. Yeah, so why does and like no one's calling Sionis Black Mask because that's not his name yet no. no that's what he does in season 2 because he gets fucked up in Arkham but yeah like why does uh, Comes back always found it so war. weird that like we know he's going to be Penguin mm. and he's then like don't call me Penguin but then like clearly you come to accept this it's the strangest thing they really haven't thought about the long long future because in the show he's dating Barbara and eventually he'll name his child Barbara Mm. And Barbara Gordon Jr. is Batgirl, a character in Batman's world. Yeah. But this Barbara is insane and certifiably insane. She wants to kill people. Why uh-huh. is he going to name uh-huh. his future daughter That's, after someone? He, he shouldn't have been dating her to start with. He should meet her at some point. They should yeah. have some flirty banter, but they don't go together. Mm. Because that, that way it leaves you open for him to date lots of other people, like yeah. that doctor that he dates for a bit. That's yeah. really random. Dating yeah. Inara. Yeah, well, that's going to be a very yeah. interesting conversation where he has with his future wife to be like, so what are we going to call our firstborn daughter? Barbara. Why? God, I just like the name. Well, I once dated this woman who left me and cheated he, on I'm me and then came back to marry Barbara. Barbara. He's got to marry Barbara. But how can show. she come back? <laughs> Otherwise, he, there's no way that he could name his daughter Barbara. Oh, it's Unless he forgives her. 
This is this is Gotham, the yeah. current form that it exists in. So, like, literally, she could just get hit on the head and suddenly forget that she was pathological, and they just marry happily. And that could definitely happen. And then she becomes the Joker. Uh, <laughs> they've dug themselves into so many holes. So, so no, no more Nigma working at the. Uh, I would, yeah, you can keep Nigma, but not nearly as prominent. He can just be like some sarcastic asshole that works in forensic. So we were having this conversation about him that I have in my head that just throws me a little bit. So I get Harvey Dent is like in his 20s, cool. He's an up-and-coming attorney. The Joker's like 16, 17, cool. I feel like the Riddler should be about the same age as Batman when Batman is Batman. So I think he's too old. Mm. Like by the time Batman's Batman, it's like he's like 25, 30. Mm. So it's like 15, 16 years later. All of a sudden you've got... But how old would the Riddler be? Like 40? I don't think so. I think he's in his 30s. I don't think he's that old. He looks in his, you know, he looks in his 30s. Or he looks younger than Batman. Mm. Like, he's, he, he's Catwoman's age, right? So he has to be a child. Well, they've botched that. Yeah. yeah. Just, it's, un, it's not surprising. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the problem with a lot of these when they're introducing the villains. They're, they're not taking into consideration that, you know, that they have an eight-year-old. Yeah, how old's Bruce in this? 10? 10, 10, like 10 or 11. Isn't yeah. It? Like, unless this is a complete other Elseworld story. And this is what I would have probably done, like, straight out of the bat. If it was just like one thing I would have changed is have the burg- you know, the, the murderer of Bruce's parents, like he shoots Martha and um, Thomas, looks at the kid, shoots the kid. <laughs> Fuck it. Elseworld it. No Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Deal with this. Or like even Flashpoint it. Kill yeah. Bruce. Yeah. Angry Tom, just oh fuck everything. Yeah. So apart from either, yeah, I would I would either just kill off Bruce and just be like, fuck it, we're doing our own thing. It's just maybe not even have it set in the same time. Either because, you know, we, we understand Elseworld, or at least fans of comics understand Elseworld. Fans of comics understand those sort of what-ifs. So you can either have that, what happens in a, a city of Gotham without Bruce Wayne. So you either have a young Gordon, or you even ageify him. So you flash forward, you know, ten years or whatever, when Batman's meant to be on the scene, and how the hell is Gotham dealing with all these costumed criminals without Batman? Yeah. Right? So you could have something like that, and that could be interesting while still keeping its own thing and still doing a Batman show without Batman. Or, what I would have done is make it a comedy. Really hmm. camp it up. Make it a, 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 a sort of... Um, because, that, you know, like the 19... Uh, what, 68? 66. 66. 66 Batman, where it was a straight-up comedy. And now we, we exist in a world where we have Nolan's dark, gritty universe. And you're like, okay, we want to have, kind of counterpoint that with that comedy. And I would say make it Super Troopers, but with <laughs> Gotham. And then you have like Super Troopers with Gotham. I right? really watch that. So I'm you, you on have board. <laughs> you have um, Gordon not as the main protagonist, as the um, police chief, who's sort of like the police chief and you know Super Troopers. He's there, there in the background, and because you, you can imagine the cops of Gotham being somewhat a little bit incompetent, you'd have some of them being like, "Nah, let let Batman handle it." Yeah, right. <laughs> and you, you have like the opening debrief of like this is happening, and it's like you know, this has been going on for a couple of weeks now, so. Um, no one's really acted on this, so I'm going to press the buzzer and I'm going to call in, call in Batman. And all the, you know, the cops like, no, 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 we've got this. Oh, I'm going to do it. It's like, no, please don't put this. Oh, I'm going to push the switch. It's like, please, come on, we've got this. And like, flicks a switch, the back signal, and everyone's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> fine. And so you could really play play that up and make it a straight up just like the dumb shit that's happened. You know, it's like couple of cops go into a room and it's just covered in ice. You're like, mm, not my problem. You know what problem this is going to be? Batman! <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the season, there can be some big thing. Like, guys, I solved a crime. 
I actually did it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh my god. And you could have this whole oh, thing I feel about so good. even like a oh, one rookie cop is like, no, I want to do something. I want to solve a crime. <laughs> and the whole thing being like their sort of perspective trying to solve a crime where Batman is already like halfway on the case and then just like eventually, yeah, like the biggest thing could just then be getting one over Batman. And like you'd never have to see Batman, you'd have to show him. It would be better if you never saw him. Like, yeah. like they go into a crime scene. It's like, so we're going to collect the evidence. Uh, there's no point. There's just bat shit everywhere. So, <laughs> like, what's he's the- done all the evidence. We're just going to go. Home. Yeah, it's like, what's the? Is that? Is that? Is he carved? A, he's carved the fucking bullet out of the wall. He's carved the fucking bullet out of the. You just have, you know, the forensics department are just, like, drunk all the time because they never have to do anything because Batman's yeah. doing it all for them. Yeah, shit like that. Like, you, you make it a very... Just a, a, a 30-minute comedy, which is something that you could do. And probably what Batman sort of needs to sort of ground it while, you know, you have this over dark and gritty, but you kind of... It, it loses that fun of comic books and that kind of silliness that comic books don't really have anymore because we've all grown up and we all want you know dark and gritty and we kind of like no let's just do something silly for once I'm just picturing Brooklyn kind of Nine-Nine with like Batman yeah, references yeah, absolutely and it's amazing or, yeah. or, or Reno 911 where it's that <laughs> yeah. mockumentary style yeah and it's like you know yeah, yeah. I've, been a, I've been a cop for three years have you ever arrested anybody Nope. <laughs> Not a one. I haven't even read someone their Miranda rights. Came clo- like it's a point of pride. What's yeah. a Miranda right that you say? Yeah. I don't even know. It's like I came close once, but then like I saw this grappling hook come out. Of, I come out from the, like a left corner. I'm like, I didn't do anything. Oh, I didn't I'm just going to sit in the car. <laughs> criminals are dangerous. <laughs> Gotham has some dangerous criminals. Like, see this guy. He dresses up like a clown. And I hate clowns. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this guy bursts like, yeah, when we had a poison ivy here in the tank, I just, you know, put my moves on her. Yeah. Totally just, you're full of shit. No, I'm a stud. <laughs> yeah, shit like that. Or it's like, there's a guy, like, we had this one, we were doing this one, working this one case, and some guy had a theory that it was like a giant fruit bat. We laughed at him. Turned that he was right. <laughs> But I'm glad we had Batman because I don't know how to deal with that. That can be like That's their excuse. Not... Someone like they catch a case which is too hard, and Batman's still investigating. He's like, um, "Space monster." That's our lead suspect. So oh, can't. Oh dear. Do it. Not equipped. Oh. They, they just incorporate the whole arc where Batman has his back broken. It's like we should call Bat. Ah, oh, we can't. Oh. We could call Robin. <laughs> then there was laugh. Just like get up and leave. <laughs> what if we re- <laughs> what if we relocated the crime to Metropolis? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> everyone, can, like, everyone can go to Gordon every now and again. It's like, can you um, talk to Batman about Robin because it makes us super uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah even have some like everyone having Metropolis envy. You know, those guys over there actually arrested some guys because Superman was too busy punching a hole in a comet. So. <laughs> or it's so Superman always doing it, but those guys it always happens during the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that could be you could have had a lot of fun um, with that but you Sean you've got your own yeah I can jump in uh, it's not idea. a comedy although now I wish it was it was amazing, <laughs> was amazing. Um, I would go for something that's kind of like True Detective and The Wire meets Batman oh, um, and immediately I would cut it down from like 22 episodes down to probably like 8 or maybe 10 yep. um, I think we've talked about how Gotham was too long and they just juggled too many stories yeah. I would really condense it tighter storytelling um, if you do less episodes, maybe you could stretch the budget out a little bit more and do some cooler things, a more focused approach. And I'd tell one story and build the world around that. Um, I would jump quite a few years ahead. I would have like, try and get someone like Brian Cranston or Stanley Tucci to play Gordon. Um, I would have, he's a detective who was idealistic, but he's been beaten down by the system and the extreme levels of corruption in Gotham. He's given up. 
and then enter the calendar man the holiday uh, character the killer from the long Halloween long comic Halloween. Yep. Um, a serial killer <laughs> who picks off victims on public holidays sound ridiculous well there's five dead and counting or something like that mm. and soon enough the citizens of Gotham they're all living in fear they won't go out at night for fear of being murdered think uh, you know like the Zodiac killer in San Francisco in the yeah, 70s yeah, but people like really were afraid to go outside atmospheric yeah. absolutely yeah something like that um, people are scared no one on the streets that means no one's in the restaurants the bars the strip clubs so then you get the organised crime element into the series some guy thinks he can terrorise people and steal our, bu- our business we'll show him but things get worse and that's what's happening in the series continued escalation you have uh, Gordon working on the task force that's charged with finding the, cal- uh, the holiday killer mm-hmm. and all the usual you know dysfunctional team police dynamics that come with that I'd probably keep like a character like Harvey because I do like the buddy comedy elements that they yeah. they worked with. I try need, and get something like that. You need someone there. You definitely to, need that. Yeah, yeah. yeah kind of ground it. Yeah, to like make that's it. Yeah. part of why season two of True Detective didn't work because you lost Woody Harrelson's Everyman to bounce off yes. Conaghy's bizarre shit. Bounce off the bizarre serious shit. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, except there's one difference now. Gordon's different because <clears throat> something's changed. He's been recharged, reborn. That's what the series is about. That's what his arc is about for him. Because there's whispers of a vigilante fighting crime, and so in this show you have the Batman character. He exists. He's out there. It's the early days of him, but people okay. are starting to talk about him now. The criminals are scared. Gordon's found like this new hope. Uh, it's exactly what he needs—a reminder that there's still good even in Gotham, and there's people willing to fight for it. Uh, and that's how you do the series. You borrow from the comic series Gotham Central. You throw Gordon, you put Gordon into it because Gordon's not in that comic, was he? I haven't read a lot of it. We're just vaguely familiar with it. Gotham Gordon's Central. not in Gotham Central, is he? No. Uh, I think it's about the police department. Yeah, it's about yeah. the police department. I would do it like that, but I'd throw Gordon in there and have probably Gordon running it or you know being fairly heavily involved. He's your main character, of course. You present a, a gritty detective series that only ever has Batman on the fringes of it. Uh, you give it that element of like the cops always racing against time. Uh, they're racing against the clock to solve these crimes. Because they know that when the sun goes down, the bat's going to come out, and you'd have you'd show how cops deal with that. Because I imagine a lot of them mm. would fucking hate him. They'd be like, "It's yeah. our job, you know. You don't take the law in your own hands." Others would be like super lazy and be like, "Yeah, Batman's going to do it. We can do nothing, you know." <laughs> yeah, yeah. This crime scene's frozen. Get Batman here. Yeah, right. Yeah, good. But uh, so Gordon, he's found like this kindred spirit and this bond with you know the Batman, the mysterious Batman's going to grow as the series continues. And in this like a city of absolute madness and corruption, you've got a reborn detective who long ago forgot how to fight and you team him up with this mysterious masked vigilante that both Gordon and us as the audience are rarely going to see. I kind of like it. Mm. But I think in any case, if you do a Gotham series, it needs to be about the police. What the current Gotham does is it focuses on the villains too much. I'm actually more interested in the police. I don't know what you guys think, but uh, they get sidetracked by cool villains. I think we've seen cool villains in TV shows and comic book movies before, but what really fascinates me is seeing how ordinary cops deal with the fact. Like, imagine, you know, holy shit, they walk into... There's a breaking and entering thing. They go in there and then this guy with a freeze gun kills his partner. Do you know what I mean? Shoots him and he hits the ground and obliterates into like a million pieces. And it's like, that's your job. You're a cop and you have to keep going. You have to go back to work and keep working cases when your guy just died. And that's... I like the wacky... You bring in the comic book elements, but it's grounded in a police procedural show. It's, it's what if what if ordinary cops were actually faced with trying to arrest Superman? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And how, how, do you do? Like, you how, how we would all react to that. Yeah, We'd be like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> 
you know yeah that that's really that's how i would do the show um yeah and it'd be great to see different cops dealing with it differently you'd have the ones that really want to do something and the ones that want to try and find batman and help him and the other ones who are just lazy as fuck and kind of like oh, whatever yeah the city's this city's going to be one of those cops who's just like yeah, yeah. he's probably like oh, you know fuck it batman yeah, like, i'll do it yeah, you know be, well, i'll get around to it i get around to it not when you need me to do yeah but I'd love to have like cops doing that and being like, oh, we're lazy. Batman's going to do it. But then you show like the cost of it, and you see like people, like real people, die, and these cops are kind of, oh fuck, <laughs> we got to do our job now. Yeah. yeah. See, you even when you said Gotham is true detective, I'm now just really looking forward to seeing Ben McKenzie sitting in a room talking about time being a flat circle. <laughs> <laughs> I think like crushing a coke yeah, can or a beer can yeah, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Just Ben McKenzie getting angry. Time's a flat circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you could even have uh, from the, I think something that Gotham hasn't really done, the TV show that we currently have, which is sort of show the public and the public's opinion, the public, when I mean, we get that in like spinning newspapers, but again, yeah. why is that a device? Um, but you could have someone being like, yeah, with the, we like the bat. We like him. He's, he's actually getting shit done and the cops aren't. So yeah. And, and, and then you have the cops rebel demand. against that because they're like, yeah. oh, everyone you know, respects Batman now. No one respects cops anymore. They're probably not getting their free donuts anymore. Yeah. That's a problem. Getting, you know. Not getting my discount coffee. Yeah. yeah there's, there's a moment in the uh, Arkham Origins game which takes place like at the start of Batman's career and the cops is just sort of waking up to him. And there are angry cops that are like, fuck Batman. Mm. We can do this job better than him. Let's get this goddamn fucking thing yeah. out of the way. Yeah. So yeah, established. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff I would want to see in the show. Yeah. So I wouldn't. I'd focus less on you know having the really cool, flashy villains. You could have a lot of cool references, just like you guys mentioned before in various crime scenes. You mentioned like other you know rogues mm. and that sort of thing. But I would probably do like you know a ten episode season. Focus on you know season one would be Holiday Guy. Season two you could have the serial killer Zaz and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. almost do like a sort of a Dexter thing before. It goes yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you have yeah, like and the then overarching Gordon villain. becomes a lumberjack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he falls in love with his sister. Cool, yeah. got it. Yeah. Done. Goes a it's Barbara. Green Barbara's back on board. <laughs> oh. Oh. And it would be better than what we got. Yes. Anything would be, though, really. No, I was thinking, actually, for the comedy, it'd be like, going back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Main protagonist, make it Barbara Gordon. Like, joining up the uh, joining the PD while the dad's sort of still there and, and her being... And just, is she the one who's just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah! <laughs> it'd be like thing. when Marge joins the police force in The Simpsons. Yeah. yeah. And she's the only competent one, and everyone's like, why, why are you doing oh, I've things? I've forgotten that. That yeah, amazing. so it's, it's kind of like episode. that, and even like Dad, <laughs> never calling him like you know Police Chief Gord, like Dad. <laughs> oh no, I'm into that. No, I don't <laughs> want that now. And then oh, you just go really, really dark and put her in a wheelchair in season four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. We'll see. Oh. <laughs> oh, I wonder how long it is before the Gotham TV show introduces a wheelchair Butchers. character that mm. is really good with computers. Uh, I think they won't. Oh, they might. Well, but they haven't. We've done everybody else. They've lampshaded Grayson's. They've even got Red Hood. Mm. They, have, they have, yeah, they have the whole thing with the Red Hood. Do you guys think oh. eventually they'll time jump? Just to get back? I think in? they'll have to because... Se- season 3 is 20 years later. <laughs> they'll jump ahead like... <laughs> it is years awesome. Years. It's surprising they haven't done it already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It so episode 2 is now 20 Actually, years later. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> they just like, just like, you turn it on and it's just like, you know, uh, the dark night just in 30 minute chunks. Like, what the f- <laughs> Actually, I think I read somewhere that they've actually already done a bit of a time jump, like a flash forward in season 2. <laughs> with really? Batman? Or? With Batman. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Oh, wow. He... Like, I haven't seen it because I'm not doing it. No, fair you enough. can't bring me back. I wonder who the I've, TV I've gotta... budget Batman is. It's obviously not going to be Affleck. Uh, 
Ben McKenzie. Ben uh, McKenzie. <laughs> I've seen so many comments on like you know, fans on the internet saying, just make um, Gordon Batman. He basically is already. Yeah. He's beating the shit out of everybody. Maybe, maybe that's what they're going to do. They're going to trick everybody. And in season three, Bruce Wayne's going to become evil and become the Joker. Amazing. Uh, and Gordon's going to become the Batman. Because there, yeah. there are versions of the comics where Gordon is Batman. It's the, when you were talking about before, kill Bruce Wayne. Yeah. In that one, Thomas. Is that Thomas becomes Batman and Martha becomes the Joker. The Joker. Oh, wow. That's I cool. think Gordon's Batman at the moment. Yeah, he's in like a, a yeah. robot suit. suit. Because yeah. um, so, comic books. Comic books. Yeah. Fun. Classic. Oh, magic. We, 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 didn't, we didn't need more Iron Man in our Batman, yeah. so put him in a mech suit. Yeah, put him in a mech suit. Give him sirens. Yeah, exactly. Good. Good. <laughs> Everyone knows he's coming. Just That or he's got that belt that Bart Simpson has. It's like SOS. Mm. Call the police. Call the police. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's Gordon's shitty utility belt. <laughs> so uh-huh. I think there's a lot of different avenues, uh, I guess, really make this show better. Yeah, so... Similar to what I'm, I'm not going comedy. It's similar to sort of the, the go for darker. Let's yeah, go yeah, yeah. Daredevil-y. Um, bookend it with your, your Wayne murders. Yeah. Um, don't focus if you're going to have peppering in with little villains. You know, yeah, sure. Chuck a moment where Selena Kyle gets done for a B and E, but call her Selena Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have they arrest? Sure, right. Arrest Pamela Isley's dad, but call her Pamela Isley and Mister Isley. Like, do shit like that. Don't. Basically, the, 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 the one thing that I think you need to do to fix Gotham, and it's the easiest way to fix it, is don't treat your audience like a bunch of fucking idiots. Because I think that's the problem, is it not only does it not know who it's treating its audience, but it's assuming that the audience that it is talking to has an IQ of 60. <laughs> it, it go, it like, it'll literally be like, this guy's a killer, this guy's a killer, this guy's a killer. Just in case you're wondering, this guy right here, he's a bad guy. Do, do more of the stuff where you've got to... Like, if, it's, if you're going to do, do a police procedural, the audience needs to have enough clues to be able to possibly predict it on their own. Mm. If you feed them too many clues, they work it out in the first three minutes and yeah. then you're just sitting there watching the next 40 because it's a, it's a, it's a TV t- hour. It's, it's not a TV, slug. it's a 45-minute show. <laughs> you're then spending the next you know, 40 minutes going, oh, well, I know he did it already. Yeah. So bookend it with, do it in that kind of way. Um, so House is the perfect example of a procedural show that had a serial <clears throat> nature to it. Do Gotham like House. Bookend it with, a, with an arc. Mm-hmm. As the series progresses and more people are watching, so by like season four or five, you can start doing less and less of the procedural, more and more of the character arcs working their way through. Mm-hmm. Generally, House used to work on the format that every episode was different, but they developed characters the whole way through. Something that might have happened in episode five would have repercussions in episode 16. And mm. then generally the last three or four episodes of the season were like you had to watch them all. Because they all tied in together. Like, they often would do like three parters for the last couple of episodes. So, Gotham is a police procedural, partially because, from a marketing point of view, it makes more sense. People love police procedurals, they'll, they'll watch know. them. I would. So, if you make. That, that, was, that was the thing that I wanted to see in Gotham, was I was like, shit, yeah, yeah. cop drama in Gotham. Yeah. Right? So, solve. you make it a police procedural, you have them solve their little crimes. You can even have a serial killer arc if you want, like a calendar man over three or four episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think. Yeah, have them just, just bookend it with your Wayne stuff or bookend it with a something. I think you just, what I wanted to see was you want to see Commissioner Gordon or Jim Gordon before he becomes Commissioner Gordon go from being the cop mm. with the sparkling smile and the right answers to a guy who's just like, yeah, I'm willing to let a billionaire in a costume fight crime for me because I can't do it anymore. <laughs> like, that's a cool, yeah, make, make him complicated, make him conflicted, make, him, make it a character-driven police procedural 
That's how you fix Gotham. That is how you fix You're welcome. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Bruno Mars. That's <laughs> how Donald Logue wears a fedora. It is Bruno. <laughs> it is. Oh, it's so obvious. Brilliant. I'm sorry I brought Bruno Helly's name into this. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think there's some options there to fix Gotham. All are, all are fantastic. All would be much better than the show we have now. Um, so if you guys have any any ideas how you would fix Gotham, email us in sanspansradio at gmail.com or tweet us it. Um, because, yeah, I think this show definitely needs saving. Uh, and on that note, I've been Joel. I've been Tom. I've been Sean. I've also been Tom. And, yeah, I hope you have a great day. That was a bad ending. I'm going to keep it in. It's really hot. <laughs> it is. Sorry for all the fan noise in the background. I've actually turned off the biggest one. So... We're just being hot and sweaty baby boys for your listening pleasure. So I hope you're appreciative. Still not as bad as Gotham. Want to hear more of our bullshit? Why not check out some of our other great podcasts? Just head to sanspantsradio.com to see the virtual smorgasbord of quality entertainment you can download and maybe enjoy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.